As we think about children and becoming like children, I can't help but think of Oliver. He's three years old. He awakes with the sun, eager to take on the day, fully present in life, fully expressing joy, not afraid to tell someone that their words have hurt him. He loves to come up with plans, and he dreams up these adventures, these ideas that have no bounds. And his love, his love knows no limits. He can give you a thousand hugs a day and not think it's too many. He's all in. With whatever it is that life gives him, presents him, he's 100% in to whatever he's doing in that moment. When he's living life, he's living life. And when he loves you, he loves you. Over the course of this new sermon series, we're going to be asking you to become like a child. We'll discuss some of the things that you might have learned when you were in kindergarten, and I'm just going to pull some of these from the poster. There's also a book series of everything I needed to learn, I learned in kindergarten. Here's number, number one. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit people. Put things back where you found them. Don't take things that aren't yours. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. Wash your hands before you eat. Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Live a balanced life. Take a nap every afternoon. When you go out into the world, watch for traffic, hold hands, and stick together. There are lots of these things that we teach our children when they're younger, and these are the basics. I looked at these lists and I thought, we're basically asking people to go back to basics. And these things we teach them when they're small because these are the things we need them to understand so that when we're done with them, when they turn 18 and they're legally an adult, they can be a good contributing citizen to our community, to our world. As with most things in life, we go back to these basics that we learned when we're younger. These help us to develop good habits and good relationships. But we'll also, throughout this sermon series, be asking the question that's written on the chalkboard right now, are you kidding? You want me to do what? You want me to hold hands and stick together every time I cross the street and go out into the world? You want me to clean up my own mess, to tell everybody I'm sorry whenever I hurt them, to wash my hands before I eat, to not hit people, to play fair, to share everything, even the warm cookies and milk? These are the things we're going to be asking ourselves. Are you kidding? So I'm going to do something that we don't like to do as adults and that really is very dangerous to do during a sermon. I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. 
take in a deep breath. And as you breathe out and in, I want you to imagine yourself as a child. There you are in your mind as a child. You can open your eyes back. You can nudge your neighbor if they've fallen asleep. As you closed your eyes and you imagined yourself there as a child, I admit I looked up and watched you and several of you smiled as you imagined yourself as a child. When you saw yourself there, what were you wearing? What were you doing? Were you playing? Were you standing? Were you sitting on the ground? Were you surrounded by friends from long ago? Were you laughing? Did your childhood self wear a smile? Children are innocent. They're trusting. Children believe without second-guessing themselves. As a child, it's not, it's not hard for us to do that. We don't have these preconceived notions from the world that help in our decision-making process. A child receives with joy, forgetting everything else that could be a possibility. A child is humble. A child is content with the smallest of things. A child has the faith to move mountains. And a child wants to hear those splendid stories of God over and over and over again. Children are curious. They're resilient. They have this incredible integrity. They're resourceful and creative. It can get some of them in trouble. But they're also very confident in what they think they can go out and do in this world. And it's amazing to sit there and watch. A little kid doesn't care what brand of clothing you're wearing or what degrees you might have hung on your office wall. They don't care how much money you make, what job title is. Kids don't see you for your achievements or failures that you've experienced throughout life. And yet, they're still brilliant in the fact that they know immediately whether or not you love them or not. What? Are you kidding? These kids that can't tell what occupation you might be just from what you're wearing, these kids that have no idea if this house at this size is the same value as this house at this size, they can tell something that's inside? Are you kidding? Back to basics. I'm convinced there is an argument in place for everything we need to know we learned in kindergarten. These basics can take us far. But I started also thinking about some of these other things that our kids are just saturated with. Um, for ours, 
they, every morning while I'm getting everything ready, guess what they turn on? The TV. It, it happens at our house in the morning. And the kids are sitting there watching movies, TV shows, characters that are sticking with them, songs. And I started to look at some of the lyrics in these songs. Barney loves you and loves me. We're a happy family. With a great big hug and a kiss from me to you, won't you say you love me too? Mr. Rogers has always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, I might as well say, won't you please, please won't you please, oh won't you be my neighbor? And it doesn't stop with kids shows. Friends says that they'll be, says I'll be there for you. Three's company even invites you to come knock on their door. The Golden Girls thanks you for being a friend. Cheers even knows everyone's name. These shows and these, these lyrics, these things that we repeat and hear over and over again that we go back to, these are classics, each of these shows. And they're classics for a reason. And we know they're, they're song lyrics for a reason. If you're ever watching TV and you realize that one of your shows has, has a theme song and then all of a sudden the next, ser- the next season it doesn't, it's because it wasn't a very good theme song. The theme songs that are good stick with them. And it boils down to the fact that we all want love. We want to be accepted without anyone looking at labels or job titles or home size. We want people to freely love as kids do. And we want to be able to love freely back. Now, yesterday, I went to the store to go get the bananas that are for our pancake breakfast. And I went over at Fairway, and one of our teens was working. And she yelled at me, came over and gave me a hug. And she was working, so I was being brief with her. And then she turned around and said, love you, Marty. Out loud in public, a teenager. It does actually, can, it is possible. <laughs> but why she did that is not because I'm the best pastor ever. It's not. It's because every time we close a youth group gathering, I tell them that I love them. Sometimes I yell it at them as they're running out the door, but I tell them every time I love them. And I say it to them as a group, but I also say it to them individually. And sometimes when I start telling it to them individually, it makes them a little uncomfortable, but in a very good way. And to some, it might mean nothing, but to some, it might mean the world to them. Now, you don't have to go around telling everyone that you meet that you love them. You can. That actually would be pretty awesome. I'd like to see how the world would function if we told everyone freely that we love them. But saying and showing our actions of love is pretty powerful. As summer started, I listened to someone tell me why they went to the church that they did. 
And it wasn't because it was the biggest in town. It wasn't for the sermon or for the music, all of which I'm sure are lovely. It was because the pastor gave that person a hug as they left each week. It was the only hug that that person receives in a week's time. It's why, if you've noticed, as you've been leaving this summer, I've been giving more hugs. I want you to know beyond any shadow of a doubt that you are loved. God loves you. And I'm not kidding.